This is episode number 27 of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And in this episode, I share with you my reflections and my learning and my thoughts after an epic mastermind event with 47 of the world's best business owners just a couple of days ago. And I share with you my thoughts on why smart people have the answers, but geniuses, they ask the great questions. It's all coming up. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to helping great physical therapists become hugely successful business owners. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. So let's do episode number 27 of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. It is Paul Goff with you. Um, It is great to be here as always um, sharing with you um, pretty much uh, my journey. I've become... um, I've become to realize that this uh, podcast is essentially me sharing with you my thoughts, my uh, memoirs, if you like, my experiences. Um, And I'm trying very um, hard to capture these things in the moment. I'm almost forcing myself to capture um, everything that I'm thinking and everything that's happening to me as I go on this incredible journey that I'm on, uh, traveling uh, all across the US, uh, working with people um, all across the world now and trying to record many of these significant um, elements of it. So not necessarily the things that happen, but my thoughts and reflections on the things that happen. And I believe that is where I can give you the most value in. Um, also, from my point of view, as I listen back to my own podcasts um, in however many weeks, months and years to come, uh, and certainly for my children as well, um, I think the major uh, learning is always when I get time and I take the time and force myself to find the time to reflect upon some pretty big events. Now, traditionally with podcasts, and I'm going to get going very quickly with um, with this podcast, I'm in Orlando right now just a couple of days after an incredible event that I held for uh, my mastermind uh, program. You probably hear me talk about the mastermind. It's the most impactful thing that I've got ban on. Um, it is where I teach business owners uh, regularly, you know, on a weekly, daily, uh, and then in a, a quarterly basis where we get together the skills needed to be successful in business. It's not just about marketing. Um, it's about marketing, sales, finance, KPIs, recruitment, culture, leadership, all of the things that you need to be successful in business. And um, as I explained recently to the uh, mastermind members, Originally, um, I thought that just being good at marketing was um, enough to be good in business, or better said, people would label me as being very good in business because I was good at marketing. And as my businesses have spanned now uh, multi-million in revenue, and uh, I own four companies, uh, three in England, one in the US, um, I came to realize uh, very uh, abruptly that business actually isn't just about marketing. Sure, that's what you need in the beginning to get going. And you know, things like my accelerator program are designed to help people get out the gate very quickly to get good at marketing. And then as you get the leads and as you get the patients, it becomes more about, can we convert? Can we sell? Can we um, recruit now because we've got too many patients and leads? Or do we have a recruitment issue because the people that we employed um, two, three, four, five years ago simply are not up to the task that we need them to do today as businesses have moved on. So Much of what the podcast is about and where I want you to really focus in on um, and and me to be able to bring your awareness to is um, the value of what I will bring to you is in the way that I will challenge how you think. I won't often um, or I won't always give you 
you know, tactical do this, do that um, type elements on this podcast. I, I'm not here to do that. Um, I'm here to help you to um, see the challenge differently. I'm here to bring your awareness to problems. I'm here to um, reflect um, through uh, or help you to learn through my reflection of my own journey so that you can find um, similar challenges and similar um, problems, similar uh, goals or outcomes that I'm working towards um, and find one or two clues and secrets into how I um, achieve the outcome or tackle the challenge so that you can do the same. And that's really where I think this podcast is going now. And, and as I got started on this podcast a year and a half ago, um, you know, I, I talked to you all about the marketing strategies and I brought guests on and um, I really got going with some basics and fundamentals of, of business and marketing. Um, and now as this podcast evolves, it's heading more as a, uh, a journey, uh, a documentation of the journey that I'm on. As I, um, as I explained uh, yesterday to somebody that I was with, um, there are two sides to my life. One is the teacher, uh, one is the teacher of the business and one is the guy who runs the business. And I need to learn and, and continue to evolve my skills on both sides. So as you see me um, evolve as a teacher, um, somebody who passes on his knowledge and has to study the skill of being a teacher and facilitate the um, audience, the attention of the audience, if you like, in a way that they can uh, confidently take action upon the information that I'm giving. What I have to have going on behind the scenes is a continuation of the development of my own business skills. And it's amazing how the two are going hand in hand in that as I um, evolve my own business skills, which I do relentlessly, and you need to know that, that I will outbeat and outpace anybody for learning when it comes to business. I invest significantly both in terms of time and money to working with the best business coaches in the world um, to accelerate my growth and, and speed up the um, success that I want. And as I acquire better business skills, um, I'm able to um, bring those skills to my teaching. And if I continue to improve as a teacher, as a communicator, as a facilitator, what you will find is that as I get better as a teacher, I naturally have more skills to teach you. And if I have more, teach, uh, more skills to teach you, then my teaching business gets bigger and therefore my actual business skills have to evolve and improve as well. So I'm on an incredible cycle that um, both aspects of my life and the characters that I play, which is the teacher um, and then the business owner, um, of the uh, physio business and also of the teaching business, if you like, um, it, it, incredibly, and um, it should have come of no surprise to you that the skills that I acquire for being a physio business owner are absolutely no different to uh, being a uh, owner and a um, CEO, a director, whatever you want to call it, of a now multi-million um, media company that is uh, worldwide. The skills that I learned running a physio business are exactly the same uh, ones that I need running a media company. So um, how do you how do you kind of get the success that you want or how do you get the ROI? How do you get the revenue or the sales that you want? Simple, it's get better business skills. Um, that's it. And it's a amazing day in your life when you realize that success in business actually has nothing to do with luck. It really doesn't have that much to do with hard work and hustle. That's a lot of BS and you know good luck if you want to kind of go down that journey you absolutely need to work hard um, and in the first year or two of a business then sure you know 70% of your success will literally come from just being reasonably skilled and working harder than the rest but there comes a point in any business owner's journey where um, that 70% of hustle and hard work needs to be 70% uh, thinking strategically planning um, being diligent asking better questions working with better people 
um, and seeing your business um, from a completely different viewpoint so that you can avoid mistakes um, and you can put your energy into places that will be uh, effective and productive um, rather than just going home at night thinking, well, I work very hard today, but I don't really have much to show for it. Much better to arrive at the office and think differently and ask three or four different questions and have your assets uh, work on solving those challenges and problems that your questions um, have brought to your attention than you doing it yourself. So um, so as we kick it off, um, that's where I'm starting and that's where I'm hopefully gonna stretch your thinking that uh, really what you're listening to is um, a documentation of my life and my journey and my reflection. Um, and I'm gonna take um, as much time as I can, I'm gonna force myself to do this where I reflect on significant things that have happened upon the journey and just give you my thoughts. And I think that's probably where I'm going to be taking this podcast now and certainly in terms of the next few months and years, and hopefully it makes it a little bit different from anything else that you're listening to, which I'm sure there's a lot of you know, tactical advice out there, a lot of stuff you can pick up on YouTube. But what I want you to know about this podcast is it's, um, it's a genuine, pretty real, in the moment, pretty raw, what's and all, um, in-depth look, at reflection, stimulating questions, stretching your thinking uh, way of helping you to build a significant business as I go about my journey to build uh, my own uh, businesses. So with all that said, today's podcast, the focus of it is upon the quality of questions, the quality of questions and how two or three simple questions when you ask yourself them, and I've picked up on this recently in one or two uh, episodes prior to this, where uh, the quality of the question and the planning and the diligence and the thinking that you have um, and the time that you force yourself uh, to allocate to do this is what really will determine the success that you're going to have. And then ultimately how well you can actually make use of the skills that you will acquire from working with or listening to or, you know, other business coaches or or just picking up these uh, skills, however you will choose to do that. So Mastermind was a hit. Um, My Mastermind program took place in Orlando a couple of days ago in the Kissimmee area. We had 47 business owners in the room, Um, 47 business owners from all across the US and a couple from Canada who work with me um, for uh, daily, weekly, uh, monthly, quarterly um, skill acquisition, if you like, on uh, how to run a better uh, business. And every four months we get together for two days. We get together in a room. Uh, This one took place in Orlando. The last one was in Chicago. The one before that was in San Diego. And we um, were growing as a group. Uh, We're growing as a group and we're getting uh, more committed to each other. We are fostering an incredible uh, relationship uh, based uh, program where everybody's open to sharing uh, what works for them and what doesn't work for them. I'm the facilitator of the group. So I if you like stand at the front of the room i bring the agenda i bring the two or three topics that i see everybody in the group is having challenges with or wants answers to and we set about as a group uh, collectively solving those problems and some of the takeaways that i wanted to share with you um, just to stretch your thinking um, as to what happens in that type of room and why it's important that you consider getting in that type of room with um, this type of thought processes because much like what i said at the beginning of this um, of this recording I was labeled beginning at the beginning of time as the marketer and, and even you know in my inner circle of friends and family um i can regularly recall a, uh, conversations where somebody my uncle for example would say oh you should listen to paul he's great at business 
you should listen to Paul, he's, he's great at business. And really what, what they were saying was Paul was very good at marketing. I, I had a very good marketing brain. I studied marketing. I still love marketing. It's still my first love in business. It's still the one that I'm very comfortable with and find myself, you know, when the marketing videos come into my new news feed on Facebook, I'm, you know, wanting to watch them. And that was fine. I got I got my business going and, you know, not to 250,000 in revenue. Uh, it really was all about marketing. And then I had to acquire completely different skills. So what I'm trying to bring your awareness to is that um, you cannot win in business if you are uh, focused solely on marketing. There are many more um, skills that you will need to acquire to make your business uh, successful. So in the room, we spoke a lot about um, financial discipline, financial discipline and an exercise that I call uh, the piggy bank exercise, which I may, I may at some point uh, put the entire recording up on the podcast in the next few weeks of that piggy bank exercise. So uh, listen out for it because I really do want to stretch your thinking and, and make you aware of what you need to do. What What's, you know, wherever you are right now in business, whether it's just getting started, whether you're you know five years in or 10 years in, you're stuck, you're doing well. There's always something else that you'll need to learn that when you do, you'll make your business and you um, much more successful. So we spoke about financial discipline. And really the, the topic of the whole event and in the end became around discipline and have you got the discipline to sit down and ask questions? Have you got the discipline to sit down and think? Um, I remember vividly somebody asking me, Paul, what, what books can I read about? You know, um, do you recommend any books upon um, how you figure out what the end goal is? You know, what do you want? Because you, you know, you hear all the books of start with why, etc. But this question was, you know, is there any book that you could recommend that I can read to help me figure out what I want this business to, um, to, to finish up like, you know, what my goals are? And I responded with a question back that literally just said, um, when was the last time you actually sat and thought about it? And the guy went silent. And that told me pretty much everything that I needed to know, that we are addicted to doing things. We're addicted to the gratification that comes with, and much like what I spoke about on the audio experience prior to this podcast, uh, if you listen to it, it's with Renewal PT where I coach their staff. One of the problems in our business is that we are in delayed gratification. Patients don't get their hit for weeks after they've paid us. And there's not many professions like that out there now that are doing well. It's all about instant gratification. And business owners can often fall into the instant gratification trap without even realizing it by doing something that is perceived as productive. So reading a book is, you know, is deemed as productive. If you are seen to be reading books, it's like, hey, well done. And, you know, you work hard and you're thinking about your business and you're trying to improve it. When really sometimes what we have to do is just stop and think, well, I could spend the next three or four hours reading a book. But what if I just stopped and actually started to think about what I want? I wonder if the answer will actually come to me. Because the reality is that it probably will. And then once I've started to figure out what I do want and what, I believe the end looks like, let me then find some books that support me on the path to achieving it, which is again, a completely different way of looking at the same situation. So again, much of what I taught at Mastermind last weekend was really my job is to give you a completely different lens with which to see the same problem as the rest of the world. And if I can give you a different lens and bring to your awareness a completely different angle, look, vantage point at the problem, I guarantee you'll figure it out because everybody's looking at the same problem from the wrong way. And hence why 99% of the world are stuck, do hit roadblocks that last for five or 10 years because they are trying to solve the problem with the level of thinking that got them into the problem 
in the first place. So my response to the question was, well, why don't you sit for three or four hours and just have a think about it and give your brain the chance to figure it out for you, then use your time wisely, productively to source books, ask somebody like me then, once you understand what you want, how to actually go and achieve it. You will not find in a book the answer to what you want your life to look like. You will find in a book the answer of what you want, of what somebody else's life looks like, or what somebody else wants your life to look like. But the only person that can decide what your life is going to look like and what your business will look like is you. And therefore, once you know that, how do you facilitate that? How do you give yourself a chance for that to actually happen? And the key word throughout the two days was discipline. And I remember the last event that I um, that I did for Mastermind, which was in Chicago in July, the key word at that event was focus. Focus. Um, and it got brought up because I'd been studying uh, quite relentlessly recently Warren Buffett and, um, and Bill Gates, who both of them were asked by Warren Buffett's father a few years ago. Uh, so both of them were asked, uh, it was either Warren Buffett's father or Bill Gates' father, um, asked the two of them the question, what is it that has made you so successful? What's the skill? What's the one thing that you've got? And both of them had to write it down on a piece of paper. So two billionaires, two of the richest guys on earth, you know, go pound for pound with each other for the richest uh, men on earth. were both asked the question, what's the one skill that you've got that you believe um, is the reason that you are as rich as you are today? And both of them in a heartbeat wrote down on a piece of paper, focus, focus. The ability to focus in on and see through have the discipline, uh, focus in on what is really relevant, what is really important in your business. See through all of the smog, see through all of the uh, potential uh, gratifying tasks or um, opportunities or um, distractions that can come your way and just focus in on the one or two things that will make a difference to your business today, this week, this month, this quarter and this year. But it helps or and it helps when you figure out what those things actually are, what what actually are the 12 month plan? What, what is the three month goal? What is the weekly goal? What is the daily outcome? As I much prefer, I much prefer the outcome. As I sit down in the morning and I write my, uh, you know, things that must be achieved, I, I call them outcomes, not goals. Goals are a little bit dream listy, a little bit, you know, yeah, I might get that done and someday type thing. An outcome is what's the five things as I sit and record this podcast today? My kids are playing outside. My kids are playing by a pool. So, therefore, what has to happen for me to justify the time that I'm giving up? What am I going to go and achieve by being on um, the landing of the villa that we're in and not being outside with my children right now? What was the outcome? Because I didn't just want to sit and play on my computer and screw around on Facebook or send ridiculous emails or write you know, stuff down just for the sake of being here. What's the outcome? Well, the outcome is I need to record um, my thoughts, my reflections on a pretty significant event in my life that serves two purposes. One is to help me understand what we did and why it was so impactful at the event at the weekend. And then number two, um, share it with the wider community of people that follow my work, um, which is you. So the outcome will be to impact you and to reflect and get clear, clarity, awareness on what made my event so successful at the weekend. So that guess what? I can make the next one in San Diego even better. Now I'm only two or three days after the event and I'm already thinking about 
how I can make the next one in San Diego in March even better. I'm already starting to write goals. I'm already starting to write outcomes. Outcomes for the next event. What did we do well? What do we need to do more of? What do I need to strip down on? And immediately I've got things that I'm going to take out of the event, out of the workbook, and replace with more of the things that I think really impacted the people in the room. So financial discipline was um, was was big, and um, I brought into the room and I always do a guest speaker, and um, this follows suit because I really started there with the major takeaways of people in the room as I went round was was financial discipline. People said, you know, we spoke about the piggy bank exercise, we spoke briefly on KPIs, uh, we covered recruitment and culture, and we covered um, quite in depth marketing, a, a pretty big open discussion on marketing, what's working now. But at the end, as I went round, people spoke about the the big thing was financial discipline. Now, I brought in a colleague of mine and a very good friend, Anil, who um, is the best-selling author of a book called uh, Immediate Happiness. I always try to bring somebody from outside of the profession to the meetings just to expand the, uh, you know, the members' thinking. And Anil really does that. He helps people get breakthroughs in their life. And um, he, he kind of said that everybody wants um, financial freedom. And he asked everybody in the room what they wanted and you know, would financial freedom be something that they would really like to achieve? And everybody in the room said yes. And he challenged them and said, well, why why do you want financial freedom? Because you can have financial freedom, but be locked up elsewhere. Why not just have freedom? Just imagine if you were free from all the thoughts that you've got, which are negative, free from all the restrictions which you place upon yourself, most definitely freedom in a financial way, free from the um, false beliefs, bad habits, bad patterns, um, laziness, uh, etc., that currently limit the success of your life therefore it isn't about financial freedom it's about freedom so again what i neil did and i hope that people who were in that room who i know listen to this podcast what i hope that they understood what he really did for them was he brought their awareness to what the real outcome or goal should be not financial freedom but freedom when you understand that you can work back so in my room it was around financial discipline and really what i believe it, it, it the whole two days was was around discipline discipline to carry out the piggy bank exercise uh, discipline to to go off and execute on the five incredible marketing um strategies that we spoke about in the last two hours of the session discipline to go off and do the jack welch um culture exercise and work out who's a good member of staff who's a good fit and who isn't following the framework that i talked them through for two hours following the recruitment process that we spoke about following the KPIs um, and the financial structure that I showed um, around how my businesses are set up. Now, it wasn't right for everybody, but for a few people in the room, it really raised their eyebrows as to how you can uh, formulate certain structures within your business to protect revenue and cash and you know move money around legally without having to pay ridiculous tax and penalties, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so we revealed a lot across the two days. But really, it'll all come down to do people have the discipline to actually go off um, and execute it? And now the mastermind is designed to ensure that people uh, are held accountable and do implement with daily updates in Facebook, weekly uh, calls that sometimes last two or three hours. And then you know we meet again in, in three or four months and we will literally pick up um, from where we left off. It'll be as if that four months didn't exist. It's OK, here's where it ended in Orlando. Let's pick it up. Let's get going. You said you were going to do this. Did you do it? You know, what happened? Show me the results and so on and so on. So um, as I reflected, uh, as I reflect on that, for me, it was around discipline um, and it's around a quality of the questions 
um, and and really the openness with which uh, people share things. It's fascinating to me how you know sometimes it, uh, just bringing two or three very successful members up to the front of the room and putting them on a seat and asking them to just open up to the two or three things that they're doing well and two or three things that they didn't do so well. Uh, how that generates so much discussion, so much uh, tell me more, I didn't realize that, uh, that's a good way to look at it, um, really does impact um, the room. So as I look at um, my notes and, and a couple of things that I'm going to share with you, questions that I asked that really opened up the room. Now, um, these are what I call growth questions. Again, if you're listening to my podcasts, the last two or three episodes have been around questions, quality of questions, growth questions. This is what I asked. So the last two hours set the scene. There was 47 people in the room. I was at the front of the room um, and I literally just said, okay, marketing, what's working now? So I brought to the to the room uh, a PDF of probably 10 sheets long of all of the things that I was doing digitally for either myself or clients. So I shared Facebook ads, I shared newspaper ads, I shared postcards that were working, Google AdWords that were working, you know, printed them off, screenshotted them all and put them on a PDF and gave them to everybody in the room. And basically said, good, there's all of the stuff that you should be working on. There's all of the sexy automation, digital marketing type stuff. And that's what's working. You know, go away and basically just put these into your business because you've all done my accelerator program. You all know how to make Facebook work. You all know how to tactically and technically do all of these things. Just go away, use the PDF and, and you know, change your Facebook ads or change your Google ads or your newspaper ads because that's what's working now in my implementation program for the clients that we do the ads for or is working for me right now in my business. But this is where it got, I believe, next level. It really, really went to a whole new level of, um, of, a, of outcome, of uh, expanded thinking, uh, of ideas, significantly good ideas. How do you get, how do you know you've got two or three good ideas? We well, have to start with 15 or 16 ideas. You need deal flow of ideas, just like you need deal flow of, of uh, good potential staff, and just like you need deal flow of an abundance of patients so that you can say no to the ones that you don't want to work with, which allows you to raise your rates, etc you need an abundance of ideas. We start with 15 or 16 and we narrow them down to two, three or four. Um, and ideally those ideas solve specific problems. So these were the questions and I'm just gonna give them to you. I'm not gonna give you uh, you know, what went on in the room. I can't do that out of respect to the people who were in the room, but I'm gonna give you um, the questions that I asked to elaborate and expand on your own thinking. So this is what we uh, did in the marketing, what's working now section. Number one, how would I get new patients if the internet, website, or Google wasn't around? Write these down. These are growth, very profitable questions that when you get the answers to them, they will impact your business significantly. So number one, how would I get new patients if the internet, website, Google wasn't around? If you understand what I'm doing there, I'm forcing you to think, what would you do? So if you're obsessing over the internet, the website, or Google right now, what would you do if that wasn't around? Because it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole, if you like, and get stuck there when, yeah, you need to you need to figure it. It's not, you know, it's not for debate whether or not you have to figure those, you know, website, Google, and Facebook, the internet out. You absolutely have to. But you shouldn't be staying there. You shouldn't be living there. There are other ways to get new patients. So question number two. How would I get new patients if I wasn't allowed referrals from past patients or doctors? How would I get new patients? How would I go about getting new patients if I was not allowed referrals from past patients or doctors? That is a powerful question. 
And whatever your brain starts to come up with is what you should bloody go and do. Whether or not you think it's sexy or it's automated or it's systematized or it's whatever. How would I get new patients if I was not allowed, if the government today changed the law and said, you cannot have any more referrals from your past patients and you are not allowed to get referrals from doctors, how would you survive? And question number three, what's the one thing that you are doing right now? What's the one thing, again, if you could only rely upon referrals from past patients, what is the one thing that you would do right now to get referrals from them? And if you write those questions down and start to think about what your answers are, yeah, I would love to hear from you. If you really do do this and you really do take action on my material, share with me what you think. Share with me the answers to your questions. How would I get new patients if the internet website or Google wasn't around? How would I get new patients if I wasn't allowed referrals from past patients or doctors or doctors? And if I could only get referrals from past patients, what would I do? Those three questions could very easily change the course of your business. I can tell you that from the 47 people in the room, we came up with five ingenious ideas, five ingenious ways of getting new patients without the internet, doctors, um, and referrals from patients that every single person in the room could use um, from completely different ingenious ways of reaching out to local schools and churches, asking for sponsorship, um, names on, on you know, um, advertisements on the back of uh, church bulletins that led to patients calling that allowed for donations back to the church, which brought one of our members hundreds of patients um, in the last few months, um, scanning machines that bring people to the clinic um, externally uh, or independently of needing physical therapy that then as a byproduct need physical therapy to actually solve the problem that the scan um, showed a problem with and so on and so on. There are uh, an abundance of ways that you can grow your uh, practice without always going down that rabbit hole. And again, I, I make it, you know, no, no bones about it. You need to have 50% of your referrals coming in from a direct marketing and 50% of them coming in offline. And in that first, you know, getting going in business, it's 30, 40% of your attention is on building the systems because they take a, you know, three, six, nine, 12 months to, to come to fruition. Um, and then the other remaining aspect of your time in the early phase of a business is thinking differently like this, getting these types of answers uh, and going off and diligently and faithfully executing on the answers that you get given. Um, and what you know, what's exciting for, for me as the facilitator of the mastermind uh, program is when I get back together with the group, I'm sure by then we'll be 60 or 70 strong. We are uh, adding new members at a rate of knots. Uh, we'll have a pretty powerful uh, group that will be able to share this type of information with each other. And the first question I will raise in uh, San Diego in March will be, all right, who did it? Share your results. We came up with five different ways to get patients that were all working for at least one of our members in the last event. What did you do? How did you do it? Share your results, share your success, share your wins, share your insights, share your strategy, your tactics with everybody else in the room. Um, so that they can go off and implement it um, in the next three to four months and so on and so on. So that really is the, um, you know, the nuts of, of uh, what I wanted to share with you today, the growth questions, the gold, as always, is always in the last five to 10 minutes of everything that you do, every meeting that you hold, uh, the gold is always in the last, uh, is in the last third. And I believe on this particular podcast, I'm going to name this podcast, um, Smart People Have Good Answers. 
geniuses ask great questions. Smart people have answers. Geniuses ask great questions. Who do you want to be? The guy that answers the questions or the guy that asks the questions? I can guarantee you that the success that you will have in your business will come down to um, the quality of the questions that you ask yourself, the people around you, uh, your business mentors. Um, I have um, two business mentors right now, um, and I can tell you that the success of the um, program that I'm on with them, the outcomes that I get from the calls that I have or the events that I attend as a student, are always uh, directly proportional to the quality of the questions they ask the coach. It really isn't anything to do with the coach. And, uh, you know, the coach has to have the knowledge and the experience, if you like, uh, and the skills that you need. Um, but really, it's always down to um, the prep that you do, the questions that you ask prior to the call, um, the thinking that goes on before you get on the call. And that's, that's what makes the difference between, um, you know, the success rather than you thinking that, you know, you could look at somebody like me and say, hey, well, you know, what proof have you got of, of you know, helping somebody like me? And it really doesn't really at all come down to anything like that. It's 80% of the success that you get uh, in your life uh, comes down to how well are you aware of the problems? How well do you know uh, what actually you need questions uh, or answers to, to questions? Um, and therefore, the business's coach or the, the, the coach, if you like, and uh, the business coach, guru, whoever you want to call them, their job is to uh, bring your awareness to the challenges and struggles that you don't see. Because once you see them, I guarantee you um, business is, is a doddle. It's a real, real doddle. And it's made complicated by people who are just hustling and working way too hard, not focusing on the right things, um, pandering to each other you know, everything will be all right type of mentality if I just work a little bit harder. And the reality is that it, it absolutely uh, will not. So if I can wrap this up, I think what I would uh, want you and, and I, as I listen back to my podcast in a few years, my uh, hopefully few year older self, when I listen back to these things and my children, uh, the quality of the question determines the quality of the, of the answer. Uh, reflection is everything um, and awareness, uh, really all of the success that you want in business and in life um, starts with awareness. What's the real problem? I may be the best practitioner uh, on earth in terms of the massage skills, in terms of the dry needling, in terms of the uh, McKenzie, nags, snags, whatever it is, in terms of the skill that you've got, but it does not mean anything if you are massaging the wrong leg. And that, my listeners, um, however many thousands of you across the world, sums business up. There are so many people who are doing a lot of good things in their business just in the wrong place at the wrong time if you are massaging the wrong leg you will never fix my hamstring take that one with you and that's it for uh, this episode of the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed my uh, thoughts and reflections on a uh, pretty powerful event that I uh, had a few days ago uh, leave me your comments on iTunes. If you are not on the email list, I'm going to urge you to get on it. Um, we're heading towards the end of the year. Uh, 2018 is fast upon us. I have um, an unbelievable calendar, um, an unbelievable 2018 with events uh, that will be happening all across the world, um, going uh, huge uh, on events next year. Online trainings will be happening every other month live. 
Um, I'll be in uh, New Orleans in February. I will be uh, hosting a mastermind event in San Diego. I will be hosting a brand new business value maximization two-day bootcamp uh, next summer. Uh, I have some pretty big events, uh, live in-person things happening next year, online trainings, and the only place that you will find out about them um, before they happen, um, guaranteed, is on the email list. Uh, the podcast is good, and I will share with you uh, all of my thoughts and reflections. But if you want to keep up uh, with me and what's happening um, so that you don't listen to one of these podcasts and think, I wish I'd heard about that event or that training that everybody attended, you need to be on my email list. So go to polgoff.com and just enter your email there. I absolutely will email you. You will get emails from me, um, but they will always be um, in a note version of this type of thinking. I uh, use email to challenge your thinking, to share with you things that are happening uh, in real time in my life, uh, from coaching calls I've just done, from mastermind events that I've just held, from questions I've been asked. I will share with you in very quick, pithy uh, note form, this type of thinking. So you've got to get on my email list paulgoff.com and I can alert you to uh, big events that are happening for example my sales boot camp in San Diego in a couple of weeks um, and also the marketing plan events my business value maximization event which will be uh, pretty epic it's going to happen next summer uh, will be a small gathering of people um, not quite sure on the venue yet but I will uh, decide in the next few weeks I'm thinking about heading over to Australia to do an event uh, with my colleague Paul Wright I'm definitely heading up to Canada uh, I had an invite to uh, go up to Montreal and speak to a group of uh, 22 business owners uh, up in uh, Montreal area in Canada uh, sorry 22 clinics 22 clinics in the area um, so I'll be heading up to Canada um, and I've got a few events happening in the UK at my clinic as well so wherever you are um, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to get face to face, but to get wind and to get uh, notified on when these things are happening in real time, you got to be on the email list. Please go to paulgoff.com and just leave me your email list. And I uh, promise to uh, share with you uh, insights on a more regular daily basis via email um, and let you know when and where we can uh, connect. So that's it for now. Hope you've enjoyed the episode and I will be back with another uh, episode of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast very soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. If you want to advance your business education even faster, then simply head over to paulgoff.com where there are instant access PDF reports and online trainings that you can have from us to a free. You can take our free report, the seven things that PT School forgot to teach you about becoming a successful business owner, and the online tutorial, how to generate 20 new patients in the next 30 days without a single referral from a doctor. Both of these free trainings will give you more guidance, clarity, and the essential skills to help you grow a more successful physical therapy business starting today. Find out the critical things that Paul's learned from growing his very own private physical therapy business and from helping other business owners from all across America, in Britain, Canada, and Australia. As valued listeners, we want to give you this training for free. All you have to do is head over to paulgoff.com, that's P-A-U-L-G-O-U-G-H.com to collect them. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Paul Goff's Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And until then, have a fabulous week.